Hi, my name is Titi Mutendi and you are listening to Enterprising Families Podcast. Welcome to the world of Enterprising Families where we discuss the issues of governance, next gen and looking at how families of wealth and family businesses growing into families of wealth can preserve their wealth, become better as they go forward into a new generation. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Enterprising Families and in this episode of Enterprising Families I have with me Mark Silverman and we're going to be speaking about Hertz in Enterprising Families and I know when everyone thinks Hertz they're thinking what is a hurt so we're going to really dig deep into exploring what is a hurt what happens when people are hurt and how we can try navigating situations where we hurt each other or somebody gets hurt. I'm so excited to be talking to Mark about this because he's got a vast experience working with family businesses and I'm so honored to be sharing his expertise here. Welcome, Mark. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And I would like to give you a chance to just introduce yourself to my audience so that they get to know who you are and the vast experience you've had. All right. Well, I'm from uh, the Boston, Massachusetts area in the United States. And by the way, I grew up uh, in a family business and um, I uh, left my family's business. um, There were some hurts around that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's um, apropos maybe. So I went to uh, Cornell's Hotel and Business School. And my first, um, so my first training was in business. I then did a master's degree in family therapy or or family. I worked as a family therapist for about 20 years. Um, I then went back to school. I got a PhD in organizational change, organization development and then worked as a family business consultant, <clears throat> excuse me, for, for the nun. So that's uh, a very quick, I work with families for um, a great deal in Latin America, a little bit in Europe, a little bit in the US. I'm always working with families on how to be a great family, how individuals can be uh, happy people And if they can make money, of course, that's why they're in business. And I'd like them to actually uh, contribute to society. I don't see business as just an issue of making money, but contributing to the world. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, today we're talking about hurts. And I know from your background, you had, like you said, you have been dealing with hurts uh, and helping families navigate hurts. So the first question would be, what are some of the hurt feelings that you've come across and experienced and seen other people experience, especially in family businesses? Well, I think the first thing I want to say is that when we look at hurts and healing, I often say to family, model of healing because most often there's not one. Now, I I would say to any family or to any any person, if you're in a relationship with someone over time, 20, 40, 60, 80 years, 
are you really going to try to say to me or anyone, do you expect for there not to be hurt feelings sometimes? <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it would be hard to imagine that. Mm. So that's, that's, I guess, the great question is, how do people get over hurt feelings? Now, in the family business world, of course, we always look at family businesses in different systems. Mm -hmm. We look at the individual level, we look at the family level, we look at the business level. In the business level, we might look at the management level, running and working in the business. We might look at the ownership level, how to deal with, with those issues. Now, when we deal with that hurt that's going to happen, that's going to work in those different systems. Mm -hmm. And the great question is, is how does that go across the different systems mm -hmm. and how well does that family business system deal with those hurts? Mm -hmm. Can people talk about it? Can people hear the other side, sense of empathy? Is there a sense of understanding? Or is there simply a sense of demanding one's perspective? Hey, look, I'm the father here, and I'll tell you how it's going to be. Well, it's going to be a little tough to heal in that, in that perspective. So we can talk about, well, I don't know, I can quickly think of about 100 examples. <laughs> Probably you can too. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? Because it's going to happen all the time. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of different... Let me give you, I don't know, a, a couple that come to my mind very quickly. Now, in personally, in my own little family's business, um, to make things worse, um, you might ask, of course, what was my family's business? I come from a family of family therapists. <laughs> And most people say to me, you what? Okay, my father was a family therapist. Mm -hmm. My mother was a family therapist, school psychologist. My sister was a child therapist. There was me who was also a family therapist. Another brother who was not a therapist. And we all worked together. Mm. And we had other therapists on the staff. And we had four offices, kind of big for a psychological office. Okay. And by the way, the brother who was not a therapist, would you like to know what we called him? What did you call him? Healthy. Healthy. <laughs> called him healthy. <laughs> Anyways, in the family, I was seen as kind of the of person. And so the succession plan was when my father uh, retired, he was the founder and the entrepreneur, then my older brother would be more the clinical head of the practice, and I would be more the business head of the practice. That was the that was the that was kind of the plan. Mm -hmm. So when we got into some conflict, and as the business head, as a young man, 
I thought I, we should take the business in a certain direction, and my father disagreed. And of course, he ruled. And after about 20 years, in fact, I left the business. That was considered as an unforgivable sin. And it was very hard for my dad, and he didn't talk to me for two years. Mm. And that's very difficult in the family and that was given even with all of his psychological training he was so pissed off and hurt he couldn't talk to me for two years wow that's a very difficult thing that's yeah. a that's a terrible thing i'm happy to say that we did eventually make up and really Right before he died, mm -hmm. he did acknowledge that I had some good ideas. <laughs> I guess that was right start. before he died. That was a start. And that was at least that was and that was a gift. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. And actually, many uh, about 10 years later, 15 years later, my brother got very ill. And I came back to the business and ran the business for my brother. Mm. And I, I did that for, for him. And uh, about a year and a half, two, year, two years after that, my brother was well again, and then I left the business again and kept in because he was sick. Okay, that's, that's one story. I want to give you another, uh, another story. I'll give you another quick little family story, and not a business story. Um, but um, so my mother's, who was um, quite an unpleasant person, by the way, and for various reasons, uh, she was pretty much thrown out of her family. And um, although she was quite an unpleasant person, including quite unpleasant towards my father's family, mm -hmm. they took her in. And she was accepted and welcome at every family holiday, mm -hmm. even though she was quite unlike. Now, that's a very strong family value, isn't it? Yes, it is. They said, you're family and you are welcome here, even if we don't like you that much. <laughs> yes, that is, that is a powerful. powerful. Okay. That's a, that's a powerful value, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. Isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, let's go back. There are many hurts that are not healed. Mm -hmm. And of course, everything is different. Every, every hurt, every individual is different. Every family is different. So it's not like one size fits all. We have to look at every situation. Mm -hmm. And the first question is, the person do the business is do you want to do you want do you want to heal it mm -hmm. let me share with you i thought a very interesting case that came to me i can share with you some successes and i can share with you some failures here's a success these two brothers came to my office and they were in their 60s they were second generation and they uh, owned and ran a large agricultural company, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thousands of employees. 
And I'll never forget it. In the first interview, Billy cried. And they, they told the story how their father died young. And now they were in their 60s, and their kids did not get along. Mm-hmm. And they knew, therefore, when they died, this whole beautiful enterprise would die. Mm. Unless the kids learned how to get along and, and become a team. And could I help them? Mm-hmm. So that was the, the challenge, how to heal this family's hurts. And, and success. Mm-hmm. And they're not all a success. Mm-hmm. So what, what had happened? Well, it would take a too long to say all of the things. But one of the things that happened, of course, of course, between the bro- conflicts, but the brothers actually were quite a good business team. Mm-hmm. They were not that good as brothers, but they were a really good business team. So, but they would go home every night to their wives and they would complain about their brother. <laughs> My brother is such a pain in the ass, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I worked with them as brothers, as brothers, to help them become better brothers. Uh-huh. I worked with them individually to help them strengthen their sense of self. And then I worked with them, with each of their families separately to build their own sense of family and to change the rhetoric about the other family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And after about a year, we brought the two families together. And we had a day-long workshop. And it was one of the most beautiful days I've ever seen. Wow. And in, those, in that day, the two brothers in front of their families talked about the trust they had in each other and how they had helped each other and worked with each other for 40 years and how they hoped their dream would be carried forward by the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, that room was in tears for hours. Wow, that's incredible. That's and incredible. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, they fired me. <laughs> and they said, of course, thank you so much. And we don't need you anymore. <laughs> You've done your job. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, don't you want help? with making a family constitution or a protocol. They said, no, we can get anybody to do that. <laughs> this is what we needed. <laughs> they had healed it. We had healed it. Got the, we, we, we got the trust. We got the love flowing, uh-huh. in this case, between the two families. Uh-huh. And that was what they needed. That was what they needed. And now with a different, go ahead. And when you're looking at um, such families 
and your experience with um, working with families that have hurt and have feelings of betrayal, do you think that it's something that can be hereditary with each generation that they carry that essence of, of hurt and disappointment in each other? Or do you think that it's naturally one of those things where you will feel um, betrayal and hurt, but it could be over different issues and it's not necessarily hereditary, but then it's more of um, emotional. Yeah, it can be both. It can be both. So that many times people are carrying uh, the hurt from a previous generation. Of course, it can be on different levels of, of consciousness. So sometimes the healing has to be within the person mm -hmm. or within the generation. And sometimes it comes from previous generations. Now, part of the key is that if it's not healed, then of course it will repeat. Mm -hmm. And it will repeat unconsciously, right? In therapy, we talk about what? We talk about if it's not healed consciously, then it goes into the unconscious. Mm -hmm. And it gets repeated unconsciously. And you'll see this in family business. For example, maybe you'll see in a certain generation how women were excluded or certain family members were excluded. And then in the next generation, you'll see the pattern repeating, mm. usually with more pain. So there's a, there's a need to heal things. And if it's not healed, it tends to get, it tends to get repeated. Mm. It's very, very sad. I was working with a little family business. Mom and dad had divorced. There were, in that case, uh, two children. The children worked with the father. The divorce had taken place 25 years earlier. And I interviewed everyone, as I always do in the beginning. And when I interviewed the mother and the ex-wife, in about 10 minutes into the interview, she was just in terrible pain and in terrible tears over the divorce and the, the terrible person that her husband was. And by the way, I believe every single thing she said, I believe this guy was a terrible son of a bitch of a husband. Mm -hmm. But it was 25 years ago. Okay. 25 years ago. Listening to this woman, you would have thought it was yesterday. I mean, come on. <laughs> the poor one. The poor woman, the poor woman was in so much pain. And the kids, of course, I mean, this is their mom. And of course, they love their mom and they love their dad and they understand their parents fight. They, the kids work with their dad. Mm. And they listen to their mom at least every day crying about how awful their dad is. They know he was an awful husband. He was an awful husband. Oh, okay. Mm and so on and so forth but she was so stuck in the pain and for whatever the reason hadn't had barely you know gone through, you know gone a step or two forward mm, mm, mm. yeah so when people don't heal uh that hurts the system and every and everybody knows it and so the question becomes sometimes how does the system move forward 
even if some people cannot. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And how do we move forward, especially when there is animosity? I mean, there's cases where you are in the family business and the assumption is that everybody's going to get tucked in and they're going to start working for the family business after they finish um, school and or, or they finish um, their other career adventures. And you get that one family member who's just not interested, who doesn't want to be a part of the family uh, business. How do you get over that hurt? How do you heal that hurt, that sense of betrayal, that sense of, I thought we we're going to be working together because at the end of the day, I think that brings up conflicts around ownership as well as um, that um, overlap between ownership and employee, where mm -hmm. one of the family members is working for the family businesses, getting their dividends as an owner, and as well as getting um, that added paycheck as an employee. And maybe another family member might feel like, how come they get more than me? Hmm. So, so we have to figure out what are the rules. Mm. What are what what are what are what are the rules here, and what are the values here, and maybe we want to change some of them. And are they okay, or are they are they not okay? Now, first of all, does everyone in the family need to work here? Do they have to work here? Well, why why do they have to work here? Where where is it written? Every family member has to work here. You know, I was working with a family business and there were a lot of people in the third generation and some of them didn't want to work there. But the parents said, you've got to work here. Mm -hmm. The kids didn't want to work there or some of them. So if you make the kids work there, they're not going to be happy and they're not going to work that well. This is not, uh, it's not my idea of good parenting. True. <laughs> You're not. You, you can't, I don't think you can force this. Mm -hmm. I, I, you, you know, the, it's, not, it's not genetic. It's not like every shoemaker that their kids are automatically become good shoemakers. Mm. So I, I would say maybe we need to re-examine some of the rules. Mm -hmm. Now, when we get in, that's different from the issue of ownership. Of course, with the issue of ownership, we can look at passive owners and active owners. Not every owner should be involved in the decision-making of the company. That's why we get involved in the issue of passive shareholders, which are people who do not have a voice in the company. Any more than if you own a share of the Ford Motor Company, that doesn't give you a right to design the cars. Absolutely. Oh, Right? All you do is you get a check. And if you don't like it, you can sell your shares. That's your only decision. Mm. You sell the shares or you keep the shares and you get your dividend. Mm. Mm. Now, if you want to become an active owner, you need a lot of training and education. Mm. And you can get it. Maybe. Right? And then you go to school and you go to college and you get educated. And then you can come and you can actually contribute. Mm, mm. And that's terrific. You know, and you can build paths for that. So, uh, some.
sometimes families and they're sort of trying to force people into some kind of roles um, that are not particularly helpful. Mm. Mm. And it's not really beneficial to force people into roles because they won't give their best. They won't really um, perform at optimum because they also feel hurt and resentful for being somewhere where they don't want to be. Yeah, they won't be happy and they won't really grow up. Mm, absolutely, right? absolutely. Good, good parenting is really about helping kids grow up. Mm, absolutely. And to, grow, and to grow up means to, among other things, figure out how to make a living. And, and if they're smart and lucky, to figure out how to make a living doing something that they enjoy doing and that they're pretty good at. Mm, mm. Sounds and easy enough. It does sound easy in, in concept, uh, but in practice, um, I think we've all learned that it can be um, a pretty interesting and um, harrowing experience because when you're dealing with people, you also have to deal with the real, very realness of emotions and experiences that are also brought into the conversation, whereas in one member of the family may not feel like they had the same experience as another member of the family. Therefore, their reactions is very different as well. And that's true. And that's, and that's true. And so that's why love is so important. Mm, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You know, family, suppose if we go back to the basics, I always like to go back to the basics, right? I always say to my families, family is supposed to be about, and I right, and then I ask them, and there's and and there's and they have to answer that question, and there's a right and a wrong answer, and the right answer is love. Love, love is everything. Right, family is supposed to be about love. love. And business, business is supposed to be about business, business, money, making money, making profit, market share, you, you know, all those things. And family business is somehow putting those together. But the family business has to balance these things. So we have to know if we're having a family discussion, first of all, or a business discussion. Mm -hmm. And if we're talking about family and we're talking about love, then let's talk about love and let's talk about each person in the family and what they're needing and how their life is. And are we helping each other? Because I think that's what good families do. Mm. They're helping each other. And everybody has some tough times and tough parts. And that's what we're supposed to be doing is helping each other be happy and have a good life. And, and that's what it's all about. And, and to give each other hugs and, and help each other. And if they're not happy at work, for Christ's sakes, find a way out of there. Uh, it's not supposed to be a prison sentence. It's supposed to be a way to make a few bucks so that you can eat and help your kids and, 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 and so on and so forth. Mm, mm, absolutely. Anything else, then you might end up in the family business. 
but then maybe you need to leave it and go on your, you know, so on, so on and so forth, right? Very yeah. different from from the business's needs. Mm. From the people do get confused around around these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for joining me on this episode of Enterprising Families and just going in really deep and sharing your experiences and also having conversation around feelings, because I feel that a lot of people see this as soft skills and they see it as um, the mushy stuff. But then, like you pointed out so rightly, when we get into business as family, you can't get away from that. That is the core of all relationships and navigating the soft skills and the feelings will in turn help us to be better and stronger as we navigate the more technical stuff because processes and procedures are very easy to put in place. Is there any final parting words you'd like to share with my audience today? Yeah, I'll say just a thing about that, that soft stuff. Mm-hmm. So a CEO shared with me because of the work we did, because of the trust that he was able to build with his family shareholders, when a year came that the dividends were so low, the profit was so low, he needed to say for the first time, we need to have no dividends this year. They said to him, their cousin, the CEO, no problem, we trust you. The whole key to build the trust so that family life is great and the trust in the business works as well as possible to make great business decisions. CC, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you. And I hope your audience enjoyed these uh, few moments. And I wish everyone the very best. Thank you.